Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome back to the show today. I feel the need to plug our upcoming conference. It is September 17th and 18th. Actually, why don't you plug it, Pastor Jonathan? Well, we're going to be uh, – the theme of the, of the conference is Be Thou My Vision – we got two wonderful speakers coming in, Dr. Robert Godfrey, who's the chairman of Ligonier Ministry right now, the, the former uh, place of R.C. Sproul. He was one of the teaching fellows there, and he's continuing that ministry. Uh, also, um, we have Dr. Terry Johnson, who's coming from Savannah, Georgia, and he's a pastor of Independent Presbyterian Church there in Savannah. That particular church has been in existence since like 1751, uh, so hmm. he hasn't pastored that long, and he's not as old as uh, Phil, so... Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but you're getting in the old jokes now. Yeah, I, I, I had to throw that in. That's kind of like the Ronald Reagan thing. Well, when I talked to Abraham Lincoln, um, <laughs> but uh, but you know we but uh, it's going to be an excellent conference. These two men have, uh, are both interested in the topic of worship, yeah. and you know worship shapes our lives, mm-hmm. and this is what we're called to do. Um, you know, as uh, John Piper ex- says, missions exists because worship doesn't. Yeah. And mm-hmm. this is the theme of our conference. How can we bring worship back, not just simply to the church, but to our lives? Yeah. And so I, I think you're going to see some really interesting things. Uh, one of them is the comfort of worship. I'm trying to remember the a couple of this. The content of worship. Very, very clever alliteration. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah we have some clever alliteration for we, this. We didn't, we're not clever enough. We didn't come up with that. Yeah. The speakers did. But <laughs> but, but great, great, great uh, time to get together with the people in our valley uh, together together for a conference from yeah. various churches. Now, here, I'm going to try to make a transition from our conference. Oh, go to ReformationVoice.com. You can register there. I'm going to try to make a transition from that plug to our topic. Okay, so the conference is about worship, which that's what we were made to do. Uh, whether mm-hmm. you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Uh, worship is the chief end of man. We're not talking merely about that little slice of life on Sunday morning mm-hmm. where you sing three songs. Uh, we were made to worship every part of our life. In fact, um, a historian in the ancient world, you know, when Aristotle and Socrates and all those guys were trying to discover the chief end of man, uh, once said that uh, the, the Greek philosophers came up with 288 uh, chief, different chief ends of men, right? Mm-hmm. And this, so here's the transition. CRT, critical race theory, attempts to come up with another chief end of man comes up with another totalizing vision mm-hmm. of of life and that's really what we're talking about here we're not talking about just simply uh critical race theory is not just a doctrine it's a totalizing doctrine it's right. a worldview somebody said the other day it's a religion why because it seeks to answer all of life's questions right you right. think that's overspeak 
No, no. Uh, it is a it is a totalizing worldview. And by the way, Karl Marx, uh, you know, very very deliberately uh, believed that his philosophy would replace Christianity, and he hated Christianity. He thought it was a, a, a another symptom of false consciousness. Uh, he very famously called Christianity the opiate of the masses, um, and he, he he saw his philosophy as a totalizing worldview that would achieve equality and displace. Christianity. Uh, somebody once said that uh, communism, socialism, is in some way Christianity without the king. It's the mm. well. I should let me back up. It's the kingdom without the king, mm. uh, because it's a it's a, a vision of the reign of Christ, which as Christians we know that the, the, the Christ reigns now, and one day His reign is going to be all in all. And all of his people will be united from every tribe and tongue and nation. And uh, we will be at peace and we will, we, we will be together praising our Savior. That's where this world is headed. Marx had a vision of the perfect society coming, but no, no Christ. <laughs> no, no, no king there other than humanity. Mm-hmm. That's right. If you have any doubt that this is essentially a religion, as you're driving or biking or walking down the street, just look left and right into those yards at the signs that contain a creed. And it is very religious and it, you know, they they take varying different um, forms and they're not all identical. But many of them start with, we believe, and there's then it's a creed. Yeah, it's very much a religious statement, yeah. and it it is comprehensive. Yeah, yeah, it's going to deal. You know, for um, critical race theory, the the original sin is racism. Um, they the law is we're going to create anti racism. The the gospel is racial racial reconciliation. It has its martyrs. It has its um, it has its priests, which are the oppressed minorities. Has its means of atonement of being made right, and that's through reparations. Um, which can, a, can we pause right there? Because I actually think it's really important, brother. Um, you, 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 totally, you're totally right. But here's the problem: it's a never. It's actually purgatory. Oh, oh right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you can never, you can never yeah, make enough right. right. That's right. This this the reparations. Uh, this means of atonement is never ending. You have to keep going and going. You know, whereas the gospel tells us, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us of, from all unrighteousness. Even even our sins of racism. Even that. Uh, every sin. You know, the only sin that will separate us from God is the rejection of Him. So interestingly, critical race theory joins the pantheon of every other religion besides true biblical living Christianity. It, it says you, you must atone for your own sins. Yes. And it puts you on a path where it, it, it all depends on you. And it, it, it puts people in, a, in a truly, and ironically, slavery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Sorry, so no, uh, yeah, end of parentheses. That, no, Thank that's, you, that's 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 where we're get, we were going to go anyway. So you, this anti-racism as a religion really offers no salvation. You know, as you pointed out, you're in perpetual penance. You're in purgatory. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's not enough good that you could have done to get yourself out of purgatory. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting is that you know some of these proponents. As we're we're listening to media every once in a while, you realize you know they what they say about social media. Nothing's hidden, and eventually it's going to be find, found out. All of a sudden, some woke individual is revealed to have used a derogatory term at some point, or said some joke, or done something that puts them in that necessary penance. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and there the solution is if they don't if they don't come through with the proper kind of penance or continue this they're going to get canceled yeah um that's the other part of this whole program yeah that's right i don't know if we have time to get into this today but may, maybe we'll use it as an intro um one of the things that uh, george orwell did really good in in that book 1984 was he envisioned um you know what was the guy's name winston right yep. winston smith right and mm-hmm. he worked for uh, the Ministry of Truth, right? <laughs> and what what he did was he revised historical records to make it uh, come into line with whatever the the hot new truth of the day was, right? right. And so it was called uh, Newspeak, right? Right. So Newspeak. terms were were constantly being redefined, and if we're not aware of that, then as Christians we can um, kind of be be trapped or or you talked about the other day about being constantly judged by our motives and 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 basically browbeaten so that we're we're just silent right like mm-hmm. like for instance and maybe this will be the intro for tomorrow like the 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 three words black lives matter well the way that that is phrased who would want to disagree with that of of course black lives matter yes. mm-hmm. um but that's the news speak isn't it because it mm-hmm. doesn't mean what it means on the surface of the words, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you just change that phrase to all lives matter, which is what you're saying with Black Lives Matter, if yeah. you ha- say the the other, then you are a racist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah and all, you mentioned the, the constant revision of history that 1984 illustrates. Yeah. That is one of the classic dynamics of Marxism, that history must be constantly revised. Yeah. Uh, because history has to be modified to fit to, the narrative. To fit the narrative, right? Uh, you know, th- they say that in the old Soviet Union there was a joke that the past was impossible to predict <laughs> <laughs> be- because it kept changing. Yeah, and and th- we're seeing that happen in our society right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. we absolutely are. And if if you want to see evidence of this. Um, simply look at the people who are pushing critical race theory and look at them cover their tracks. Uh, There is a large concerted effort to distance critical race theory from its parent critical theory, which has its origins ultimately in Marxism. Mm -hmm. There is a line, and, and you can go back 20, 30 years even, and find resources that unapologetically and unashamedly uh, make this connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you can listen to the the historians of critical theory who are themselves critical theorists, mm-hmm. um, and you can listen to their own words. Um, and these things again have have been around for decades, but today 
uh, people are trying to, to distance themselves, to sever that connection, because if you show a connection to Marxism, they know that, that there's baggage there. Mm -hmm. People, people might know Marxism is bad. Um, but they, so they don't want you to, to understand that that connection is there. So there's a, a, a big historical revisionism taking place right now. It's mm -hmm. unfolding today. Mm -hmm. Well, we're also seeing, I mean, at, as the news media begins to focus on critical race theory, we're seeing, we're seeing uh, you know, a grassroots effort of parents going to school boards and other things to talk about these things. So now there's an effort to move away from the word critical race theory into something um, you know, where we're just talking about anti-racism, mm -hmm. which is, you know, which is a more comfortable term, but everything gets, uh, the terminology gets changed to yeah. make it fit. Again, who, 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 who doesn't want to be an anti-racist? Right. Um, I, I think you, you said yesterday, Paul, um, when we're talking to uh, our Mormon neighbors, you know, when we use words like sin or atonement. words like atonement or grace, and we better carefully define our terms because <laughs> we, we might find ourselves at the end of that conversation realizing, oh, Mormons don't disbelieve anything that, that we believe. Well, that's fundamentally false. That's right. Um, and, the, and the same thing is true here. Uh, maybe just a quick plug. We have about 30 seconds left. Uh, a couple books that we can uh, recommend. Uh, Vody Bauckham's book, Fault Lines, is a fantastic um, introduction to this subject. And I know you have a book there, brother. Yeah, um, the place the, the the book that I would recommend to start and Vody Bauckham's book is is a good book, um, but uh, confronting injustice without compromising truth by Thaddeus Williams, with a foreword by uh, John Perkins, who's been a, a Christian a black Christian leader for for justice for many many years. Uh, confronting injustice without compromising truth by Thaddeus Williams. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much. Paul, thanks for being on the program with us. Thanks so much for having me, brother. And we will see you next time on The Gospel for Life. <laughs>